0: little laundrette and the East Austin-Holly neighborhood all washed up? Or is this celebrated eight-year-old restaurant still an excellent place to clean your plate? Welcome to the second ever podcast edition of Out vs. In, where we pit Austin, Texas restaurants one at a time against what diners can do at home in their own kitchens with items and ingredients from the likes of H-E-B, Costco, Whole Foods, Central Market, and Amazon. Today, we're reviewing Laundrette at 2115 Holly Street in East Austin and our visit to said restaurant on a Monday evening in July of 2023. And our eat-at-home challenger this week will be... Central Market. So the question again, is Laundrette still an excellent place to clean your plate? The verdict, it's still an excellent place for plate cleaning, Even though in my case, doing so led to me spilling crudo on myself, which is ironic, as supposedly I would have been able to hop right over to a wall of washers in the years past. Let's start with the decor. Comfortable, inviting, and timeless. Kind of like an upscale diner. Lively, but not too lively. You're not going to feel alone or too packed in here. Launderette's owners also valiantly resisted the urge to overlean into the former laundry concept, which clearly I have been unable to do so far in this review. <clears throat> the food overall was very good. In fact, returning again to the crudo, finger looking good, or I wanted to say that, but it turns out that phrase is trademarked by KFC, so scratch that. I'll go with bread-sopping good instead, which leads us to the first not-so-good. Let's consider a launderette menu item, the striped bass crudo. Now, you notice all that delectable-looking sauce surrounding the bass? Look at that. Notice the bread accompanying this dish? Well, no, of, of course you don't, because this is a podcast. Lisa, it's not your blog, and you can't see anything. Uh, Scratch that. Um, Anyway, the sauce and sopping agent is what led to the spillage that has subjected you all to my laundry jokes. Sauce. That's a lot of S's. Hey, I'm not re-recording because I'm just reminding you that I am coming to you once again from my very sophisticated soundproof studio, located in my closet beneath my son's weighted blanket. Who doggy Again, not kidding. Be kind. Back to Launderette. I also find the menu a bit confusing with the cost of something Launderette calls snacky bits, which are listed first, matching or at least almost matching the mains. What are snacky bits exactly, by the way? But back to the good, because Laundrette's vegetable dishes are a steal. Unique takes, ample portions, and reasonable prices, particularly the miso squash. Who knew cashew butter and acorn squash could taste so spectacular when combined? that's great. Finally, the relaxed and laid-back servers are kind, the kind of people I'd like to have as friends. Attentive to our needs, while also politely pondering such profound questions as, what did the octopus say to his sweetheart, and what are snacky bits? as if they and we had all the time in the world. When it comes down to it in the end, though, although I tried my very best with ingredients from Central Market, I was only able to closely match two laundrette dishes in my kitchen. And one of them, alas, was not the miso squash. So I will be back, and I suggest you go too. Plus, the final cost for two people, three drinks, and four dishes after tip was $145.29, and again, alas... In Austin, Texas, that's actually not too bad. Want more details on how our at-home recipe reboots turned out? Mm-hmm. Our apple bacon jam Brussels sprouts were awesome. Well, let's dive in. It's time for The Full Story. It's been a minute since I've spent time with my smart and lovely friend Kate. So when we finally find a date that works, I don't want to risk our precious time at some place still working out the kinks. After a brief back and forth, we settle on Laundrette in East Austin. Former laundromat Laundrette has been lauded since opening to the public in February of 2015. Hmm. I wonder if they invited Ralph Lauren and maybe a poet laureate to the launch and decorated the space with laurels. I asked Kate this question when we meet out front in Laundrette's parking lot, and she, yeah, you guessed it, laughs. laughs. (laughs) Yeah, there's a parking lot with free parking and plenty of spaces on the street. That said, although 7 p.m., it's also a Monday. We admire the lovely shaded outdoor seating area, but not for long because it is blisteringly hot. Shout out to the people sweating out there anyway. Somehow or another, even though it's been on the scene a while, I've never been to Laundred. I'm curious to see how the owners reimagined a space that used to lull visitors with the white noise of turning washing machines and spinning dryers. And it's lovely. The wall of windows, which I'm guessing was part of the laundromat, Let's in a flood of light. The pretty central bars grounds the space without dominating it. And the polished teal linoleum, I'm guessing, floors are a nice, authentic touch. We're led to our table, and I snag the padded bench seat while Kate faces the wall. Sorry, Kate. I owe it to my army of listeners to get a good view. Or at least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Now for the menu. Our smiling waiter comes over promptly. Kate's not drinking tonight, so she's excited to discover two non-alcoholic options. She orders something called an MPC for $12. I, of course, do not listen to this better angel and go with my traditional old-fashioned. 414. Kate and I have lots to catch up on, which is easy to do because it's not too loud. Score another point for Landerette. When our waiter returns with our drinks, we aren't ready to order and score another. He really seems to mean it when he encourages us to take as much time as we need. Actually tastes almost like a proper drink, Kate says, of her sans Alcohol MPC which is described on the menu as spiritless Kentucky 74, honey ginger syrup, lemon, ginger beer, and bitters. Mild fashion is also spot on, properly strong, and not too sweet. And at $14, I guess, still is not steeply priced as it is in some places. I really should become a beer drinker, though, I tell Kate. Beer, don't you know, is cheaper to make than wine and spirits. Also, it's easier for restaurants to buy beer in bulk because they generally sell a lot more of it and offer a smaller number of options. So instead of buying a bunch of different wines and spirits, they only have to buy a few barrels and types of beer. Uh, Interesting. Kate smiles at me tolerantly as I go on about all this. Yeah, I'm a super fun date. Despite a little confusion navigating the snacky bites, we're ready to order when our server ambles back over. We choose the striped bass crudo and crab toast, each for $18 to start. What's your favorite thing? I ask our server. We were thinking of doing the Brussels sprouts and the cauliflower. He nods his head slowly. Hmm. Yeah. cauliflower's nice. I like the Brussels sprouts. But the miso squash? Now, that's something really special. Like I said all the time in the world. <clears throat> we add the really special miso squash and the Brussels sprouts to our order, each for $12. I'm tempted by the octopus for 22, seriously tempted. I've never tried octopus, and at $22, it seems like a deal. They have eight legs, after all, you know. But Kate thinks we've chosen enough. What did the octopus say to its sweetheart, I asked Kate and our server anyway. They both give it serious thought, but come up empty. I would like to ask for your hand, 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 in marriage. Again, forgive me. Time for the food. Crudo, which in Italian means raw, and the crab toast come out first. You've seen the crudo. Well, no, you haven't. Sorry, it's a blog. It's in the blog. And are aware how some of it ended up on my skirt instead of my mouth. So again, if you were to see it, it's a fish, and it's got this lovely red sauce all around it. But let me share this. It was really, really tasty. The striped bass bits burst with flavor as if they'd been hanging out in that sauce bath for weeks. It's a little spicy, Kate says, but I like it. We both like the crab toast, too, that is, after we manage to saw off a piece of it. <laughs> the toast edges are too crisp to tear with my teeth, and the company knife is not very sharp, but when I do saw off a bite, it tastes rich and sweet. Launderette doesn't skimp on the crab at all. What are these, Kate asks our server of the gorgeous pink and green vegetable fruit atop the crab. Our server isn't sure, but later he returns from the kitchen with the answer. Watermelon radishes. Nice of him to go to the trouble, right? Anyway, my tip on that, if you get the crab toast, don't do it on a first date. It's hard to eat it looking good. I certainly didn't. Kate takes this opportunity to order the other alcoholic-free drink, the no-wave. When it arrives, it's seriously as fun as all get-out, with a straw that changes colors as she pulls it in and out of the liquid. It tastes like grapefruit juice, though, she says. Almost exactly. Expensive for $12. But any sadness we might have felt over this is wiped away by the entrance of the miso squash. It is indeed something special. The sweet, nutty squash and cashew butter are perfect partners. They should get in each other's shells all the time. The coconut cream gets in on the flavor orgy by adding just the right amount of richness, while the mint and Thai basil keep things from getting too decadent. I want to take it home with me. I want to take it home with me, I tell our server. He gets me, sweet guy, and promises to bring me an order to go. I refrain from crying mine as Kate gobbles up the last bite, Kate, and turn to the Brussels sprouts. Now these are fine, but with everyone and their brother featuring Brussels sprouts on the menu these days, seriously, I expect McDonald's to introduce the McBrussels meal any day now, restaurants need to up their game while prepping this now ubiquitous vegetable. Laundrette's idea to add bacon apple marmalade sounds like a good one, but I can't taste it. Also, there's simply too much pecorino drowning these sprouts. More cheese, although the answer to many things, is not, in fact, the answer to everything. We're invited to order dessert, but we're so full, we give it a pass, and our server brings the bill. We add the tip and sign our names to a grand total of $145.29. Would you come back, I asked Kate. She tilts her head. "Eh, Shareable plates with enough to actually share, Pretty, easy, not too pricey. Yeah, I would. I wish they had more alcohol-free options, though. You? Well, I like that we were able to get plenty to eat without having to pick any high-ticket items. And it's comfy. But? But? Well, first, you know, I've got to try it at home. Now, if you want all the nitty-gritty details of what we bought at Central Market, and how much each item cost, and how we cooked it, et cetera, please visit outburstzen.com, because we do all that. And read our review for Laundrette for everything, but as in this format, it might put you to sleep, much as these sounds might if I kept them going. Yeah, that was my washing machine. <laughs> Forgive me, I can't help myself. Moving on, instead, I'm going to chat with Eden Chef James Williams to discover how to make a delicious version of Launderette's Sticky Brussels Sprouts with Apple Bacon Marmalade, which you can taste, pecorino and almonds, using ingredients from Central Market. So I'm here with Eden chef, James Williams, and we're going to talk about how to make the perfect Brussels sprouts a la launderette. Hi, James. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hi, Lisa. Um, So what's your real quick cooking experience or your restaurant experience? Started out as a busboy
1: dishwasher at a local sort of diner in Raleigh, North Carolina, then waited tables for a long time at Red Lobster, Angus Barn Restaurant, then bartended probably for about 10 years. And in the process of doing that, I just watched a bunch of cooks and chefs and tried to pick up as much as I could.
0: Okay, great. Now, how in the world is a Brussels sprout like a thing now? Because nobody used to eat them. They were like the butts of vegetables, and now people eat Brussels sprouts all the time. I honestly have
1: no idea, but I have gotten into them. I really like them because you can roast them almost any way you want, and then what you add to them... you can berry all over the place. You, you can add balsamic vinegar, you can add garlic, you can add marmalades. It's really good.
0: Okay. All right. Now I see you've got your kids coming in and I'm asking to be quiet. No, I'll be quiet. Um, all right. So, so, oh, and now the dog. Hush, uh, hush. So real quick, then what are like the key ingredients that you must have to make a Brussels sprout? taste good.
1: Well, simply to roast it, it's honestly just olive oil, salt, and pepper. Okay, say it again. Olive oil, salt, and pepper. Okay. It's the simplest way to roast them.
0: All right. So Now,
1: if you want to spice it up a little bit,
0: you can add garlic. Okay. You could
1: add at some point later on, not not at the beginning of the roasting, um, but five or ten minutes ago you could add parmesan cheese and balsamic vinegar.
0: Okay, what temperature do you usually roast these at?
1: 400 degrees preheated.
0: Okay, 400 degrees preheated and then probably really important how long?
1: Well, it can vary, right? So about eight minutes on the you. it's really about 20 minutes altogether, but about eight to ten minutes you want to check them out, sort of turn them over a little bit and let them roast and brown up on the other side. But the net of it is, whether it's 15 to 20 minutes, you just want to make sure that they become a little bit golden brown. Some people like them charred a bit, you know, get them a little more dark, so okay. just whatever you like.
0: Okay. And so Launderette did something interesting because everybody is making Brussels sprouts right now and they had kind of a bacon apple flavor to it. But if I'm right, you told me you didn't have pickled apples. So what did you use instead?
1: Costco has terrific pickled onions and they're very sweet they've been you know in vinegar and i guess some level of sugar um but they're very good they're red onions okay And if you dice those up a bit you don't want to put the whole you know whole string onion in it but if you dice them up it really makes for a great flavor
0: okay and then here i see this jar you have of okay these are like some sort of an apple apple bacon uh jam and that came from central market then right that's right okay so how did you add that to That's the mix
1: really to flavor uh, okay to taste i would just warn that make sure you do just a little bit to start with really Okay, mix it in there you know a good tablespoon get a tablespoon i mean not a measured tablespoon but actual actual tablespoon get a dollop throw it in there mix it around get it good and mix try one if it tastes you know, then leave it at that. Some people like it sweeter, so you might add more, but don't overdo it. Start okay.
0: slow. Well, I'm going to, if you don't mind, after this, we'll write down the recipe. Oh, and your dogs are really big. Okay, we'll write down the recipe, and I'll put it on the website. So, hey, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you and thanks, everybody. For we appreciate it. All right, bye, dogs. And goodbye, James. And adding in that 369 to all the other ingredients we bought to make all the other dishes we had at Launderette, plus the drinks, plus the tax comes to... Fifty-one ninety-six. Okay, sorry, just a little bit more math. Let's see, that's $141.25 for laundrette, minus $51.96 for Eating In, and we get a delta of a difference, $89.29. As in, we spent $89.29 more at laundrette than we would to make sort of the same things at home. Whoa! All right, now, revisiting the verdict. So, of course, elephant in the room, or let's say the octopus, shall we, is obvious. Almost $90 more for eating at Landerette versus eating at home is a lot of grated cheddar. Or let's say grated pecorino in Landerette's case. Yeah, that was pretty cheesy. But here are some things to call out and the reasons I still give the win to Landerette. Okay, and let's try some background music to dress this up a little bit, okay? Maybe some piano. Well, no, that's sort of creepy. Um, Here, let's try again. Oh, yikes. Uh, Okay, that's clearly not better. Stay with me, let's see. Okay, that's not too bad. Let's stick with that. Ah, here we go. Launderette provides a wonderful environment to catch up in an unhurried fashion with a friend you haven't seen for ages. My home kitchen with me running about saying things like, oh dear, I've burned the bread, and rats, that was the mint, not the basil wouldn't have been quite as conducive. Here are some things, some good things. Launderette actually offers a bottle of wine for less than $50. Yes, an eighth world wonder in Austin and a glass of the same for $12, but only one of those bottles. It actually cost us 49 cents more to make one of Launderette's dishes, the crab toast at home. That's never happened for us at Out versus before. Never. And another good thing? We could not replicate Launderette's fabulous, unique miso squash at home. That's actually a bad thing. Good thing for Launderette, bad for me. Someone else might have better luck, but one of our key criterion here is how hard is it for two reasonably skilled people with access to high quality ingredients and the internet to reboot a recipe? And we failed. Art has a price. And the Launderette chef who whipped this dish up is an artist. My only recos for Launderette. Consider rejiggering the menu a bit to clarify the snacky bits add some more table wines, serve bread of some sort for free with your excellent crudo so we won't have laundry crises that you no longer can solve. Oh, and lastly, maybe add an octopus to your excellent staff, because I really feel like they can bring a lot to a table. Thanks for listening, fellow home restaurateurs. Keep cool out there. And now for the disclaimer and copyright. This is a personal podcast. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to me as the podcast owner and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that I may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity, unless explicitly stated. Also, all content, unless otherwise explicitly stated, is covered by U.S. copyright law. Users may not copy, reproduce, transmit, distribute, download, or otherwise transfer this content without express permission from the administrator of out versus in, me.
1: The ending was terrific.